Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Here at Velocity, we love to know when lives are impacted. And if that is you, please shoot us an email at amen at findvelocity.org. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the message. Today is going to be like a syllabus for this series. Uh, I'm not going to go into just one specific test. I want to set this up. And then next week, when I get into the tests, the great thing is, if you are not a book person, just by showing up to church on Sunday, you'll be able to engage with the material and get through group. If you can make it to church, you can talk about what the groups are going to talk about. And we're going to get into this today because I want to give you the premise of Proving Grounds and give you the truth about your trials. And to do that, I want to begin by looking at a verse. I've referenced it in one of the sermons last week. It's found in James chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 2 through 4 in the message translation. And this is what it says. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. I want to use this verse to get into our message, and I'm calling this message today, if you're taking notes, this is only a test. And you will be tested on this material, so you should take notes. But let's go ahead and get into God's word. Let's pray and ask for God's help. Lord, thank you so much for your word, for your truth. God, I'm asking that you would use me today. God, speak through me. Help me, God. I thank you for your word, for your truth. You always speak when we go to your word. So do it again, God. I pray for everybody here, Lord, that, that is going, th I'm thinking of all the things they're going through personally. And God, I'm asking that you would use this to shed some light to their situation. I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, how many of you would be honest in church and say you're a bad test taker? A bad test, this is not like a gauge on your intelligence, just some people are not good testing. Anybody bad test takers? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not necessarily a bad test taker, but I was a bad studier. And uh, that was kind of a problem for me because, you know, if you don't study well, you can't prepare well when you take the test. But there was a test that you never could study for, and that was the pop quiz. You guys know about the pop quiz? Pop quiz, the teacher would spring it on you, and it would always seem to come at the most inopportune times. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like you've been, you've had the worst day, you woke up late, you know, you ran over your cat on the way, which was actually a blessing, and um, on, the, on, the, on the way to school, and then you get there, and the first thing that happens is a pop quiz. You're unprepared for it, you're not ready for it. And I've failed a lot of tests in my life, not so much school tests as much as life tests. And the problem is there was never an announcement when the test came. I often didn't learn until after the fact that was a test that I failed. And I'm setting this up because when we're talking about proving grounds, really what we're talking about is tests. And the truth is your life is filled with opportunities called proving grounds. I think it's interesting that we're kicking off this series on the day of the Super Bowl when really what you have 
is a contest between two teams to see which champion will prevail, which one is gonna win. In the same way, tests are proving grounds to see if you'll prevail. And this is what a proving ground is. You might wanna write this down. It's that a proving ground, that's a dictionary definition, is a place where something is developed or tried and tested. It's a place where something is developed or tried out and tested. It's a place where new products, new equipment, new ideas, new theories, new talent is tested. Now, proving ground's not a new concept. Maybe it's not a word you use all the time, but uh, it's something that's very common in research, in business, in the sports arena, in military. It's a proving ground. You think about all the different things we interact with on a daily basis, your appliances, your car that you drive, the chair that you're sitting in, the planes that we fly in, even the pilots, all of those things have had to go through a rigorous series and time of testing in order to prove that they can be used. Well, in the same way that all those things are tested, products, appliances, ideas, theories, in the same way that those things are tested, we're tested. We're, we're tested in our life to determine what kind of character we have, what God can do through us. In fact, I would tell you that proving grounds are God's preferred method of development. That's why James says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. I don't know, that's kind of contrary. When tests and challenges come, that usually doesn't seem like a gift. That usually seems like something I want to avoid. But he says, you got to know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open. It shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. In other words, the tests that we encounter in life they come to prove your maturity. They come to prove how resilient you are. And they come to prove, are you teachable? How do you handle disappointment? How do you handle seeing other people promoted? Are you really a team player? Or you just got a, a front? Are, are, are you really easily offended? How much pressure can you actually handle? And the reason we're spending so much time on this subject over the next several weeks is because I want you to pass the test. I want you to achieve and receive everything God has for you in your life. I wanna lead a church full of exceptional people that is continually qualifying for what God has next. And here's the key thought that I want you to get today. If you only write one thing down, you should write this down. Here's why proving grounds matter. It's because you have to be tested in order to be trusted. You have to be tested in order to be trusted. I recently uh, was online shopping for a new phone case. I've had my phone case for a while and I dropped my phone a lot. I have shattered my phone case. It doesn't work like it should. My phone is still good, but the phone case 
is no good. And I was going through Amazon, looking at all these different phone cases, trying to find the one that uh, you know, looks like it'll have the right feel and not too thick and uh, make sure that you know, it, it looks good. But I, most of all, I needed to protect my phone. And I found this one that I liked. And if you ever look on there, sometimes they have videos. And this particular phone case, it had this video. It was like military grade tested. I don't know what that means. But they had this video of it being dropped 100 times consistently just to show that the case can protect your phone, just to show that it'll hold up under pressure. And the thought behind it is this, is that because it passes this test of 100 drops from varying heights consistently and repeatedly, because it's passed the test, it can be trusted. You can trust using it with your device. And what you might not realize is that God has designed your life to continually have proven grounds of opportunity. That there'll be places and spaces and times in your life where you're giving opportunities to prove yourself. In fact, the great things that God wants to do in your life, the dreams you have in your heart, the things he's placed there, the desires you have, the things that you want to see happen, they really are dependent on our ability to pass the test. It's a doorway to something greater. It's the pathway God uses to promote us. And once you recognize this, once you see it this way, you begin to look at your problems differently. When you see this, you don't see your problems just as problems anymore. No, now, now problems become opportunities. You don't see your problems as just difficulties or something that are happening because you made a bad decision or something that's outside of your control. Now when there's a problem that comes into your life, you have an opportunity to do something about it. It's a proving ground. It's a place where your attitude is tested. It's a place where your faith is tested, where your determination is tested, your commitment is tested. And chances are, Right now, all of you in this room are going through something. All of you are going through a test one way or the other. I'm not sure what's being tested, but I know you're being tested. And the challenge is, if you only see it as a problem, you'll miss out on its potential. Let me read to you something else James said in James chapter one, verse 12, he says, anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such person's loyalty and love with God, the reward is life and more life. See, so many times when we encounter difficulty, when we encounter problems, we try and short circuit it. We try and circumvent the process. We try and get out of it. We try and reject it. But what James teaches us is that when these things come into our life, instead of trying to resist them, we actually need to accept them. Say, God, what is it that you're wanting to show me here? And what are you trying to develop in me? It could be that some of you, you're working for somebody right now who's a difficult person to work for. Maybe you feel like this guy is not a good manager, not a good boss. 
doesn't cast any vision. Maybe you feel like it's impossible uh, to stay in the place you're in. And so you're looking for a different opportunity. You're thinking, God, you got to get me out of here. At the very least, God, you got to get this person out of here because it is not helping my life right now. But I'll tell you what God is saying. He's, he's looking at you and saying, no, I, I'm not going to move that person out of there. In fact, I just want to see you in this place for a while. I, I want to see how you respond. I, I want to watch your attitude. I, I, I want to see, are you going to grumble and complain? Because in fact, the other people you work with, they don't like this person either. And so I want to see if you join in in the criticism and I want to see if you jump in. Are, are you just going to cut, cut things off and jump ship or can you stick it out? Can you stay with it? I, I want to invite you to consider that God is watching your response right now and how you handle yourself when the pressure is on matters. Could be that maybe something's happened recently where you felt offended. Something happened and you didn't like somebody's response, their answer, the way they acted. You took it personally. It's a test. It's an opportunity for promotion. How are you gonna handle it? It was funny, not that long ago, uh, we showed a video sermon in church and we do that from time to time because we believe in technology and I want you to hear from different people and there was this person who came up to me after this video and this person was so offended, like just really mad at me for showing the video and I couldn't figure out if, if they were upset because it's like a video and it wasn't me or if it was the content or what was said, but they were going on for five minutes, just so offended and I kept thinking while they're telling me this, I was like, you're offended and you're missing the truth that God has for you in this message. Can you believe that? Somebody getting offended at me, a nice guy like me. It happens, but it's a test. How are you going to respond? And it takes everything within you. Here's the point I'm trying to make, is that whatever God's put in your heart, whatever you're going through in life, there are gonna be challenges along the way. There's gonna be problems, and it's gonna take everything within you to persevere, to continue, to endure, to stay the course, to, to keep stay in the flow with what God has for you. There's gonna be naysayers that will cause you to doubt. There's gonna be people that'll criticize you. There's gonna be opportunities for you to get offended. There's gonna be things that'll happen that'll undermine your confidence. Uh, to get to where God is calling you to go, there are some tests that you're gonna have to endure. There's gonna be problems that'll make you wanna quit. But the problems aren't problems, they're opportunities. The, the test isn't just a test, it's a proving ground. There's potential in it. And maybe in your mind, we need to frame it a different way. Maybe it's the fact that you're saying, okay, I get it. It's not just a problem, it's a test. But here's what I want to say to you is that every test is asking a question. You know, you think about this, like from the moment you're born, you're tested. Like, how rude is that? You're one minute out of the womb. <laughs> this huge transition, and they're testing you. They're, they're, they're testing you. It's called the APGAR test. And what they're doing with that test is they're asking the question, how do you look? How, how is your heart? How 
are you moving? How are you responding? How are you breathing? These different tests, every test is asking a question. Not all tests are written. From that point, you take on a bunch of other tests. You take getting your eyes checked and your hearing checked and you got IQ tests and personality tests and driving tests. But every test is asking the question. And what you'll see is heaven uses moments in our life, circumstances in our life to ask questions that we have an opportunity to answer. There's a great example of this in John chapter six. Jesus, his ministry was launched at this point and he's attracting a lot of crowds. Everybody's coming and they're checking him out. They wanna hear what he has to say. And this was a time where there were multitudes who were following him. And in John chapter six, verse five, it says, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Now, I want you to notice verse six. It says, he asked this question only to test him. For he already had in mind what he was gonna do. One translation says, actually other translations say, he asked him this to prove him. He wanted to give him an opportunity to prove his potential. He didn't ask this question because he didn't know the answer. He already knew what he was gonna do. But he asked this question to develop him. And what's interesting to me is that the moment this happened, it's not like, like there was this big cloud party in the sky said, hey, Philip, there's a big test here. Philip, pay attention. You're about to be tested. No, this was a divine pop quiz. It looked very natural and very normal in life. And this is the way it happens in our life. It happens in the routine, in the mundane, in the day-to-day. It happens when you don't expect it to test. Now, if you know the story, Philip missed his moment. Philip didn't pass the test very well. And I don't want to be down on Philip because chances are, if you and I were there, we would probably have done the same thing. He, he says, Lord, it would take a fortune to buy bread for these people. I mean, even if we had half a year's wages, that would only buy enough bread to give them a bite. He didn't pass the test. But what's interesting is somebody else was there, Andrew, not Pastor Andrew, different Andrew. Andrew spoke up and he said, Lord, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. Now, it wasn't like he had this great, big, courageous idea. It's not like he thought this was the solution. It's not like he thought he had the answer. No, he was just like throwing out a suggestion. He was just willing to engage in the moment. It's not like he even thought this would work. He's just saying, hey, it's not like we don't have anything. And see, when tests come, challenges come, when proving grounds come, the first thing I would encourage you with is to engage in the moment. Don't just close the door on possibility. See, so many times it's the opposite. Whenever we encounter a problem, our response is to blame. Our response is to want to quit. Our response is to make excuses. 
our response is to explain and rationalize why our situation is different. Our, our response is to do all these things, but Jesus wasn't even looking for them to solve the problem. He wasn't looking for them to work the miracle. All he wanted them to do was to engage. So the test you're facing is always asking a question. I don't know what your test is, but I know it's asking a question. And I wanna give you a glimpse into some of the questions we're gonna be asking in this series. Over the next few weeks, we'll be looking at this. Next week, I'm gonna talk about the test of small things. And that's really asking the question, can you handle more? Are you faithful with what you've been given? Can you handle more? The motivation test, we're gonna have a friend of the house, Pastor Dino Rizzo, he's gonna be back here bringing us this message. And it's really this question of are you doing the right thing for the right reason? Not just are you doing the right thing, but are you doing the right thing for the right reason? There's a credibility test. Can others count on you and trust you with the opportunities given you? There's the wilderness test where when you feel like you're not making progress, when you feel like you're stuck, when you're in a dry season, it's are you ready to make the changes that progress requires of you? There's the authority test. Do you respect and appreciate the authority God has put in your life? This is a big one for all of us. You know, the truth is, the authority test doesn't come when you have good godly authority in your life. The authority test comes when you have bad authority or ungodly authority, a hard boss, a bad leader. There's the warfare test. When you're doing the right thing, but you're faced with opposition, it's, the, it's asking the question, what's your capacity? What's your adversity quotient? There's the offense test. It's are you gonna let circumstances and situations in life offend you? You're really not gonna watch the Super Bowl just because the Chiefs aren't in it. <laughs> You're gonna let situations in life offend you. It's the Lordship test. Do you accept that God's way is always right? And a lot of people have a negative connotation with the word testing. Maybe it's because of how we've grown up Maybe it's because we look at the problems we encounter, but I want to flip that for you today. I, I want you to see it differently. I, I want you to understand that a test is a proving ground, and a proving ground is a bridge to something better. A proving ground is a bridge to something better. See, if you can get this, then you'll understand, while James says, consider it a sheer gift when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, because it means God's got something better for you. It means that he's got things that he wants to do in your life. He's getting ready to propel you forward. He's getting ready to make you stronger. Pastor Kevin says, testing always precedes promotion. Now, if you fail the test, the product fails the test, it goes back to the level that it was at. It's still an idea, it's still a possibility but it's not a proven product yet. But if it passes the test, it'll be promoted. You know, I see a great example of this in the life of David. David was one of Israel's greatest kings. He was anointed at a young age, but if you don't know his story, it would have been 20 years later before he would ever wear the crown. And for much of that 20 years, 
His life was spent on the run, being hunted, at risk of being killed. David, he was the last picked. He was mistreated. He was laughed at. He was despised. He wasn't given a second thought to. He, he was hunted, living on the run, at risk of losing his life. And yet, at all those different times and various ways, all of those things were tests. All of those things were proven grounds. And I wonder for you, the thing that God's called you to do, the thing that God has spoken to you about, the things that God has anointed you to do, could it be that the difference between where you are and where God wants you to be is the proving ground that you need to pass? The things that God has for you, your potential in life, it's always gonna be preceded by a proving ground. And many times we'd rather embrace the comfort of a problem than the necessary pain of a proving ground. Because see, when it's a problem, well, then it's outside of my control. When it's a problem, I can blame something or someone else. When it's a problem, I can engage with and implore other people's sympathy. But when I see it as a proving ground, well, now, my attitude matters. Now I have a responsibility in the way I behave and the way I respond. Now, now I have something I can do about it. And I don't know what your proving ground is right now. Maybe it's making a hard decision at work. You're gonna say no to a deal because it would compromise your integrity. Maybe it's being willing to lose some relationships in your life because you're gonna take a stand for Christ. Maybe your proving ground is making the hard decision and you're gonna lead spiritually in your home. Maybe your proving ground is the fact that you're gonna live sexually pure and that means that some people aren't gonna to wanna to be in your life anymore. I don't know what your proving ground is. Maybe it's showing some tough love and it's enduring your kids saying I hate you. There could be lots of different things, but I do know that when tests come, when challenges come, when a proving ground comes, it can either lead to a breakdown or it can lead you to a breakthrough. And that's what we're gonna do in this series. We're, we're gonna learn how to pass these tests together.